From the bayous in Louisiana to the Camber country up north, you'll find them out on the trap line chasing furs to put up on the border. Mixing up another batch of that magical stuff, chilling around the fire after the show. Hey, it's Sarah and Jeff, and maybe a guest on the trapping radio. Well, what did you all think of that intro? I absolutely love it. Uh, my good friend, our good friend, Mike Newsom, he has, uh, he's been a good friend for a few years and he's been a longtime listener at Trapping Radio. And he wrote that jingle for us and he went into a studio and recorded it for us. So a uh, huge shout out to Mike for doing that for us. And uh, so that'll be the intro from now going forward. So pretty cool. Um, so yeah, welcome to Trapping Radio. I am here at the NTA and uh, I have a special guest with me, uh, Ben from Sleepy Creek, uh, Tannery from Iowa. So I'm so excited that you, uh, I finally got you uh, to sit down drinking, yeah, finally. Yeah, <laughs> drinking coffee yeah, instead of 3.30 uh, in the afternoon. Yeah, instead of a uh, beer. So, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about um, his business and kind of his story with that. And uh, so yeah, I guess we'll start with our thank our sponsors first and get that out of the way because uh, we couldn't do it without without them. We have uh, F and T for harvesters, everything you need for hunting with hounds, predator calling, and trapping. Uh, funky trap tags and supplies with Allen. And they are out of Iowa as well. And I know you deal a lot with Alan. Yeah, he's so. actually uh, one of them that helped me push to be full-time. Yeah. Um, kind of the whole background behind it um, is I, I started trapping when I was about 14. Um, just really enjoyed it. I didn't come from a trapping background. I'm a Iowa guy. My dad's a... a He's an and he's a farmer. Um, he's trapped pocket gophers. He showed me how to trap those, and then from there, it just kind of the bug got me. Um, so when I got the license, got my license, nothing was really safe. Uh, Your driver's license? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So once uh, once I started getting into that, I um, started to learn how to put up my own fur. Watched a lot of. Uh, Watched a lot of demos when I would come to these things. I'd actually, that's, that's what I really like to do is watch the put-ups. So I learned how to uh, put my fur up and um, did that all through high school for myself and then got paid to do it for my friends. So that was real nice. Mm -hmm. And then um, then college hit. Well, what are you going to do the rest of your life? And I really... <laughs> So I went for conservation, and I was oh, actually yeah. not. Um, there's not a whole lot of that going on. Egg, egg culture is Iowa, so did 
did uh, that for a couple years and then of course couldn't find much of a job so I went to um, then there was a school in Montana what right when I graduated actually we found I found a school in Montana did that for three weeks uh, learned how to the art of tanning um, okay. and just kind of the basics so then from there it, it just uh, just spread got got back to my hometown and started a business and it was a lot of learning yeah but uh, from there I went to another tannery after about a year I went to another tannery in um, uh, Ohio and I kind of merged the schooling with uh, how a tannery should actually function and um, had a full-time job of course so did did both for five or six years and Alan me and him were on the phone a lot mm -hmm. and he goes just do it mm -hmm. you got enough you can do mm -hmm. it I, said, I don't know and that spring I didn't know how I was gonna get through summer without quitting mm -hmm. so I let go of my full-time job and now we employ six other people sweet so it's yep yeah. But it was not popular. When I started, it was right at the beginning of, of uh, it was during that fur boom, 2011, 12, okay. 13. Remember yeah. when the coons were, um, you know, $30 average? Yep. Uh, and I was a big raccoon state. Right. So it wasn't all that popular, which was really good because it got my feet under me and my sure. knowledge. And I was able to uh, kind of figure some things out and grow and now... Uh, with the lower fur market, it's a very popular thing to sure. tan your catch or at least a majority of it. Mm -hmm. So, and figure out different marketings or um, just enjoy it yourself. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's kind of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Alan is really good at, he's a person, he'll do anything for you and he believes, I mean, it, he just comes across that he believes He's a great he believes guy. in he believed in you more than you believed in oh, yourself yeah. and yep. and even as your I remember as your business was growing a little bit and you were starting because you just did an expansion there at the shop. Yep. And then um, you got some supplies in there. I remember seeing your your old building. It was so teeny tiny. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's the same building. Yeah. But the we started with a. Um, just a little, I mean, just a little bit bigger than a garage, and it was an old um, mechanic shop, and then um, needed a little bit of room, so I put on a, a lean-to on the one side to help with the skinning and fleshing. That's one thing that we offer that um, not a lot of places do, and I understand why, because it is a lot of extra, um, but I wanted to be there for um, not just the the big guys that you know can put up all their fur. Yeah. I wanted to be there for right. the little, you know, the the high schooler that shot his first coyote. Yeah. And um, without that option, I don't know if we could have grown into what we are today. Um, we still offer it, but yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, the majority of what we do is put up, but uh, mm -hmm. we'd be happy to to do that other stuff. But yeah, and then I ran into a storage issue, so then I put on a lean-to on the other side. And thought, man, I really got her figured out yeah, now. This, I'm yeah. done. And that wasn't enough. And then, yeah, just last year we doubled the size of the building in the back. Um, and 
now I'm ready to be done for a while. Mm -hmm. it's, we've grown into it. We've got all the new equipment. We went out to uh, North Carolina. There was a, a big tannery out there that uh, went out of business. A, a older gentleman just decided to retire. His boys um, enjoyed what they did, but they actually didn't want to pursue that business any further. So <clears throat> I was one of the buyers on a lot of that equipment. And uh, we were able to put that into production, some really nice stuff. Um, we got the everything wired up and, and we're, we're on and at full steam now. So last summer was was a summer of uh, I won't forget that one, even though mm -hmm. I want to. That was a lot. So, so what? <clears throat> how did your capacity change from what it was to what it is now? Well, um, we were actually um, we couldn't have done any more. Even if there okay. was, a, we could have hired ten more people, and, and sure. no more work was going to get right. done. The the equipment was that we had. Um, even on our days off was still running full time. I would come in and swap mm -hmm. out stuff. And we did that for, um, a, about a year, year and a half. And I, I, in order to grow and I could see there was a demand there. Uh, so how frustrating is that when you have, uh, good help and you have, um, you know, you have good clients, uh, that want the product, but when you can't put it out the door, I was missing you know, so this equipment will uh, ensure growth in sure. the future. Sure. Um, you know, now what's left, that's uh, off my brain. So now what's left is, um, you know, the more work we get in, now we can hire. And, and we will be able to hire uh, quite a few more people in, in this line of work, which is, which is great. So. Mm -hmm. so how do you find people that want to... <laughs> We've been because you are like from this itty bitty, teeny tiny, itty bitty little yeah, tiny town in six hundred people. Yep. Yeah. Um, we've been very fortunate in um, that when we advertise, we advertise it not as a job but as a career. And when you're yeah. a part of Sleepy Creek Tanner, you're a part of the family. Mm -hmm. So we just um, yeah, that's how I treat everybody. Sure. They can call me late at night and. You know, I'm not just their boss, I'm their yeah. friend, so. You've had those calls before. Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, I've answered a few of them. But yeah. that's all right. Yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I work just as hard as they do uh, for me. I work for them, too, so mm -hmm. um, we all, I'm just the one making the decisions at the end, but um, we all, uh, um, we all work for it, that's for sure, and everybody cares about their job, and that makes a mm -hmm. huge difference. Um, when you're just there to uh, collect a paycheck mm -hmm. uh, versus what's good for the business and what's good for the business is good for the employee mm -hmm. and uh, not a lot of not all employees look at it that way yeah. um, you know the they some people think that the owners out there to you know just spend all the money yeah get all the money and whatever but yeah, you know they don't um, see us up late yeah. at night wondering yeah, and, and, risking and, and risking it and yeah. praying that we're able to make payroll and yep. and take care of their family week after and, week i mean yeah we have it's, to yep i've got to provide for my family too but um i i don't uh and that's what i think helped with the growth um for the first five or six years is i had a full-time job um i think i started at like 12 dollars an hour and i i 
built that place because I was I just lived cheaply and I was mm -hmm. happy but yeah I did not uh, and then just kept dumping it all, you know any penny that we made just dump back in and anything that mm -hmm. I could scratch up just dump that back in mm -hmm. and uh, yeah yeah I just did a interview with Bobby Collins last week and he's an ADC trapper and he was talking about you know making the leap from just doing what you love is and he was from from trapping and making that into a business and how it grew slowly and you have to put the right place right pieces in place oh, to yeah. go full-time and like you said you worked really hard doing both things until you could make it work and and get it off to a solid foundation yeah absolutely. i think that's really important to yep. and put the hard work in yeah with with any business yeah mm -hmm. it's it starts at the at the beginning and and um making the right decisions and somehow we just kept getting recommended which is great yeah um but <laughs> it was just wild it just felt like we blew up yeah. um you know 12 years later overnight mm -hmm. success right mm -hmm. but um yeah it, yeah um and i welcome anybody you know that wants to tan or you know uh it is a great business to be in but uh it's it's challenging because it's really i mean if you look at the price sheet you're making twenty dollars at a time and how much of that went into product and went into um the building itself and all that what's left you know yeah. um but if you do enough of those there's enough left over at the end of the day mm -hmm. so um yeah for sure so kind of what is the what is the process if somebody has never walk i guess if you're, so you're yeah so you're a new trapper and you catch that first coyote and then what i mean so guys... this is where um now that the um the animal is uh dead uh now this is the time where we got to start taking care of it so decide uh, at that time what do you want to do and you do have a little bit of time, but you have to start thinking about skinning, uh, fleshing, or, or is it going to go in the freezer? Um, you know, is it muddy? Do we need to wash it, comb it, and dry it first? Um, because the better that we can get the product, sure. the better the end result is. Sure. Uh, um, Cockleburrs and all that stuff, we do, a, uh, we, I don't even know how many hours a week we comb. Um, <laughs> but we're not going to get them all yeah you know so the cleaner that it comes in the cleaner it can go out um mm -hmm. and uh yeah you really have to take care of your catch because it's um yeah that it at that point you're you're on a, a clock mm -hmm. that, um, so what should they do um you said <clears throat> you know it doesn't need washed and combed is that the standard they you know i how, how, how i they typically don't I wouldn't recommend washing okay. unless it's uh, unless it needs it. Meaning, mm -hmm. you know, it's muddy, bloody. You can spot wash or, or get a, a rag and get that blood out or mud if it's just in the spot. Um, but moisture is um, is <laughs> bacteria's friend, okay. uh, and that's where your spoilage sure. comes from. So if you're going to get it wet, you have to get it dry. Uh, if you um, from there, then decide, do you want to skin it, um, and uh, do you want to flesh it and dry it? 
So if you don't want to, just get it in the freezer, give us a call. We'd be happy to walk okay. you through the steps of shipping. Um, pretty simple. If you're gonna send anything frozen, um, either on the carcass or skinned and fleshed, just um, send it on a Monday or a Tuesday. Um, at, so at the beginning of the week, use uh, UPS, FedEx, or what we really like in the Midwest <laughs> is, is Speedy. Of course. Um, I never recommend shipping frozen through the post office. They've, um, they're a little slower. And then since we have a post office in town, they don't deliver to our door. So it sits up at, at their post, at their facility. Oh. So, uh, you know, it can happen, but um, I would like to see it just, you know, UPS, FedEx, or Speedy. Mm -hmm. Unless it's flesh and dried, then post office is fine. Um, Think about insuring it if it's something of value to you. Okay. You know, yeah. think about insuring your box. And then um, um, insulation is great key if you're going to be shipping frozen. Um, I would never tell anybody to underpack, mm -hmm. but in the January, February, March, it's cold in Iowa and probably cold other places. Mm -hmm. So those trucks going up and down the roads are cold, so you really don't have to. Um, you know, over insulate, but I'm, I wouldn't tell you not to, yeah. you know, um, but in the summer months, we still receive frozen stuff in, but we would, I, I would like to see less of it because yeah. there, there is a risk yeah. in shipping in the summertime and, sure. uh, you know, but we can deal with it. I mean, if that's when we get it in, that's when yep. we get it in. Um, I was thinking of a question and I can't remember what I was thinking. But yeah, that's a, like you said, that's, that's a great option for the new people that, that can't, you can, you can take it from, you know, the beginning all the way to the end. That's, I think that that's what sets you apart from yeah, a lot of other places. The other tanneries. Absolutely. Yeah. And that has definitely helped uh, accelerate growth Yeah, for sure. It does add a lot of stress and whatnot because, mm -hmm. We don't know what how long that coyote say has sat out. So yeah. when we thaw stuff out, we actually are very cautious about it. Like this time of year, we thaw everything out in a cooler, so that way it doesn't thaw out overnight okay. in one shot. Sure, because uh, your window is is uh, for from it being unthaw or unthaw from it being thawed out to from it uh, you know being spoiled. Your window is so much shrunken is is a lot mm -hmm. more is a lot less yeah. than say in the winter time um, sure. when you when you're thawing stuff out slower mm -hmm. so we thaw everything out in the cooler and um, that's worked really good actually for us mm -hmm. but uh, so I'm just also thinking of the of a newer person is there a certain t how soon or or what is the window that from the animal that they put it in the freezer or let's just say they've put it in the freezer and it's not fleshed or dry. How soon do, when should they send it to you? I mean, so, should they not keep it through the next year or they should, I, they... I would recommend as soon as possible. I get it. If you're out trapping and you want to, mm -hmm. you know, get a few more critters, maybe try to get into your next, um, quantity discount. I completely understand that. Um, <clears throat> but it's not getting any better in the freezer. It's not priming right. the fur in the freezer. So, you know, that, that animal's already dead. So, uh, yeah, as soon as possible when you're ready. Um, you know, I, I've done stuff 
Um, we've done stuff that's been in the freezer for six months and has been so freezer burnt that we can't handle it. We, we, act, we have to discard it. And we've, done, we've had stuff brought to us and it's been in the freezer for 15 years and it looks just like the day that they put it in yeah. there. Um, so it's just all on the packaging. If you are gonna keep it for an extended amount of time in the freezer, I do recommend um, doing more than one layer of plastic uh, so just wrap it in a plastic bag or um, whatever. Uh, I, we, some people use shrink, shrink wrap, that works fine. Uh, but get it, uh, uh, get the air off of it mm -hmm. and it'll last in the freezer much longer. Um, yeah, but. so you don't want to let any of the any of the leather be showing. Cover that with fur, yes. like in yep. beaver. Fur out yeah, fur out is the best. So if you skin, uh, yeah, if you skin a beaver, just go skin to skin a couple times. Uh, and that's great if you skin a coyote and you case skin it um, you know once you're done skinning it grab it by the nose and pull that through and let the hair on the outside because that hair will protect the sure. inside of the leather that's what we're trying to yep. um, trying to get away from so yep cool well I'm sure you get in some crazy things to tan what are what are some of the crazier things you've got in, or what are the disasters? Oh man! Tell us some some stories. Some stories. <laughs> um. Well, first off, boring is good. I always say, if yeah. somebody just brings me a regular old coyote, I am more than happy to tan that thing because as soon as it's really cool, I've got to show all my friends, and now all of a sudden, my time on that same piece sure. is you know and and we're showing people and and uh so um but the the really cool things um we've done um several pieces for uh zoos uh, not just in iowa wow. now um so that's really cool to see um we've did a we do a lot of snakes really um, that's kind of fun um yeah just a rattlesnake somebody from iowa goes oh. to down to texas really? and and uh, you know, uh, shoots, goes down there to shoot pigs, and you know, runs across a right. snake or something. Oh, um, so my. we do. Nasty. You know, we actually, I actually skinned one uh, two uh, weeks ago. It was. It was oh huge. my gosh! I would have yeah. a panic attack yeah. if somebody sent me a box and I opened it up and there was one of those in there. <laughs> I would have a panic attack. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's the it's the name of the game. Um, I remember my first coyote that I sent to you. I sent it. You probably remember this. I sent it with a batch of other coyotes and I handed it off to you and I was distraught because I didn't like label that or mark that, that that was my first coyote. And, uh, did you figure it out? <laughs> I did. It was so bad looking. Uh oh. It, no, oh, no, not the... because the coyote, it was my first coyote. So it was the shittiest coyote Rubbed that out. I could have ever caught. There was like no real tail on that thing. Um, it was ugly, 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 ugly. And we do a lot of those and you just look at it and go, why? <laughs> but it's always got a reason behind yeah, it's, it. It's you know, the it's first the, or yep, it's the first or it's the, you know, it, there's yeah. always something. You, maybe your kid was along with you and you, or maybe you wanted to get one done for the landowner and the rest of them had value. <laughs> but so you gave them that one, <laughs> That's you know? That's a good idea. Yeah. So. Because they, they probably, they're probably just happy to have something back. Mm -hmm. But, um. Yeah, you've got all my firsts so yeah. far. You've done all of them. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate yeah. the work. Yeah, um, I got several more on my list. I would like to get uh, Fisher and Martin and 
go up to Alaska and oh, get some cool. Alaskan fur. And, yeah. Yep. We're starting to plan all of our out-of-state trips just to, you know, what we want to what we want to catch, you know, go down South Texas and catch a bunch of bobcats and things like that. Oh, so, yeah. 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 See, that part of your job would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely, uh, I can see myself doing that. Yep. So. What did we give you today? I think we gave you a, a whole bunch uh, of otters. Otter. Um, there was beaver, muskrat, and maybe a couple bobcats in there. Oh, yeah. Our that Louisiana right. cats. Yep. Yep. Jeff wasn't too sure on the count, so we just wrote down the species, and I'll count it <laughs> okay. when I get home. Imagine that. Jeff unorganized. Yeah. Yep. We've had a lot of stuff dropped off today, or this weekend, actually, sure. which is really nice. When we get this far from home, we, I would love to save anybody in shipping. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you got us on Facebook, just follow that, and we're always, uh, we don't go to a lot of shows, but mm -hmm. uh, we're happy to bring fur home. Yep. So, absolutely, it's great savings on mm -hmm. on everybody's part mm -hmm. so and we like to meet everybody too we've met a lot of really cool people this weekend so yeah there's been a lot of people through the gates here yeah yeah, yeah. this place is i'm glad i came that's for sure mm -hmm. yep. um, some of the lesser stuff you want to hear that <laughs> yeah yeah what? everything um i can't really put a a specific tie or anything, but um, let's see here. Oh, you know, I, we can go back on the interesting ones. So we've done uh, feral cats, uh, oh, yeah, and they actually have really nice leather. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and while we're on the the, um, you know, it was just, that was. <laughs> I, when somebody brought me the first one, uh, okay, what's up here? Well, you know, I just kind of want to get everything that's, you know, legal. And I, I think he was from Iowa. And then now that we've done the 100th, it's like, okay, they do just say, they got really nice leather. They would, I mean, it's too bad it is a cat because, I mean, it would make a really nice garment. You know, it's strong. It's strong yeah, leather. It's, it's yeah. similar to a bobcat. Mm -hmm. But, you know. Interesting. Um. Yeah, and on the poorer side, it's it's um, it's just people not taking care of their stuff, and it mm -hmm. sucks for us because when I, when I have to make those phone calls, that is not what I want to do. Right. Uh, it is much more productive in my day to call you and say, "Hey, it's done and it looks great," than uh, give right. you that bad phone call. Yeah. And I, I it's, it's the dreading part of the mm -hmm. job, definitely. Didn't you get something in from an African trip or something, and it was all bad? Can't remember if it was a zebra or something. Oh, I did. I that was for a Mizzou, um, and it was a giraffe. Yeah. Uh, just the piece of the neck or something, mm -hmm. but they have to take so many tests with sure. that. Um, I don't know how long it'd been out of the freezer, but when I got it, it was still almost frozen. I mean, there was still crystals in the um, in the bag, and I took my finger and one swipe, and it was it just came yeah. off just pure leather. So, yeah. So yeah. for somebody that is newer, how do they, how do they tell if? I know even when I was starting out, and they say, "Oh, the fur is slipping." You yeah. know what exactly? How how does how does a newer person know that this fur is in not good shape? Oh, uh, what I tell all the guys in my shop is, your nose will tell you everything that you need okay. to know. Um, if it's a foul smell, if you treat your hide like you would your meat, I mean, if you're going to, uh, you know, uh, 
harvested deer and uh, you get that deer meat in the freezer because you're going to eat it later um, that's when the hide needs to go in the freezer mm -hmm. uh, and if if we'd have more of that we'd have less sure. um, you know problems but uh, more than that you know uh, when you put it in the freezer if you wrap it up tight it takes a couple days for that center to to get frozen so mm -hmm. you know leaving it a little bit loose is actually all right mm -hmm. but um yeah just um yeah take sure. care of the stuff and and so it'll start off i mean if unless if you can't smell it you might want to go and get your <laughs> nose checked but if you see you can't smell it um you'll see it the very first sign will be it'll it'll have loose hair uh, so if you run a comb through it or something okay. yep. it, it might not be coming out in big clumps uh, but it'll be uh, like shedding mm -hmm. basically okay. and then <clears throat> from there you don't have much time but from there it'll move more towards and usually when it's at that point there's probably somewhere on that animal that it is already slipping mm -hmm. so but that's when um, yeah you can take your thumb and just basically wipe it in the the skin and it'll it'll just um, all the all the fur will oh, let loose yeah. yep um, or you can you know pinch it and pull it out um, you know don't yeah you know, don't pull your hair too hard because obviously if you pull the hair on your head too hard it'll come <laughs> out too so um, but you know it's just from being around it for a little bit and you know once you um, once you handle a few pieces it's it's really not too hard um, to to do it the right sure. way but yeah it takes a little bit of it you know you got to educate yourself yeah. for sure yep. Yep. so yep I remember I got a uh, one of the ladies from the uh, trapping camp you know very new trapper I help with the Wisconsin uh, women's trapping camp and there we teach them how to skin animals there and then they go out the the class is in late august so then the next season they go out and catch their very first animals or whatever and and we taught them how to skin and flesh and board but it's it's rapid fire i mean we're in the classroom setting it's like go 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 mm -hmm. i remember when we were skinning we uh had we skinned a beaver showed them how to skin the beaver and then we had just random animals at different tables thought out and the instructors would go around to the tables and you just got to pick what animal from there you wanted to skin so there was some mink on the table and <laughs> you know the women jump right in grab a knife and they were skinning the mink exact same way that we skinned the beaver and it was like oh my goodness you know yeah, all kinds of things but um i remember she had she'd skinned a beaver and she hung it up to dry and she had fleshed it and then just hung it on a nail because she said it was wet and it needed to dry and and she says well now I, now it won't move it's like like hard and i want to get it tanned i'm like oh boy i said just call ben yeah <laughs> call ben he'll walk it? you through it did we get it in i know yeah. i don't know what you told her from that phone call out I, yeah, I don't handle the phone a whole lot, but yeah. that phone call I might have had to, uh, I don't remember it, but um, yep. I'm on the phone quite a bit. Yep, she huh. sent me a picture of that. Did we, did we tan it? Oh, I, I don't know, I didn't done? ask her what oh. the end result was. but So she didn't stretch it? 
No, she just hung it up. Yeah. But but it had already had she'd already flushed everything off of it. Yeah. And then it was. Yeah. It was. Gotta, <laughs> she, wow. <laughs> but I mean, that's something silly. I didn't want to break her heart. Yeah. I, I, that I remember you. how. Yeah, I remember how. Uh, how green I was. I mean, I learned the fur handling side, you know, before the tannery. So, but mm. um, I was just. Yeah, I remember when I first started, and I was about like that. It sounds silly, but yeah. you really don't know. I know, you know? we all, and, and I think uh, we put way more emphasis on how to trap the animal mm -hmm. and not as much in taking care of the fur and, and utilizing the fur. I mean, even I did the demo this weekend on the beaver, how to trap it, how to skin it, and then how to eat it. You know, we cooked it in the crock pot. And so many people just, you know, I just think that part is so overlooked that we don't do the fur. And, and we're seeing more now. I mean, there's skinning or there's uh, sewing classes here and you can sew, sew things. And Yeah, it's um, crucial for us as uh, fur harvesters to utilize our own. I'm glad you brought that up because mm -hmm. um, using our own fur is a great way to help drive a market and Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of people that will go out and trap and and have fun doing it uh, and, and then I hear them complaining about the fur prices but they don't have any product of their own and they're mm -hmm. not promoting it and so, what I always bring it back to is <clears throat> it'd be like being a vegan uh, dairy farmer I mean, what are you doing you know you gotta you gotta promote your own uh, product and mm -hmm. um, the more we can use it here in the United States, uh, the less we have to rely on Russia and China and other countries to use a product that exactly. we're um, trying to do. And I, I, it's a great—I mean, it's it's uh, it's a great product. It's the warmest. I mean, I've got um, mittens, I've got a hat, I've got a blanket, uh, whatever, and I've got, of course, wall decor too. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's the warmest hat that i own yeah i almost can't wear it I unless know, exactly um you know if it's a, it would be a great hat for ice fishing or something if yeah. you're um i use it uh on you know on, on the cold cold days i mean i don't have a cab on my tractor and i live on an acreage so on the cold days i'll throw that on but if i'm going to get off and shovel i've got to put a stocking cap on just because it's overdue yeah. or over overkill uh, but I've got mittens uh, that do the same job I mean just it's a great product to have and you look good mm -hmm. you know you really look good when mm -hmm. you're wearing fur absolutely so um, so have you uh, seen an increase I'm sure with the tanning of the fur where more people are getting into that I think yes and we saw it this weekend too yeah um, yeah there's and it's it would be a great if anybody wanted to get into business and was handy with a needle and a thread and had a little bit of background, mm -hmm. it'd be a great business to have. Mm -hmm. um, and it wouldn't, it might not take you five or six years like it did me to go full time sure. um, with a little bit of uh, background. You probably could get it done yeah. pretty quick. I mean, yeah, um, especially with online avenues. I mean, you can create yeah. an Etsy shop and. Yeah. I don't know one things. garment uh, person right now that's not busy, that's not mm -hmm. overwhelmed almost. Mm -hmm. Um, that it's, uh, it's, you know, just like the tanning now, the next step is this. And since we're you using it, utilizing it before the tanneries, uh, didn't, I mean, we got some work, mm -hmm. but most of it got shipped overseas and got dressed. Yeah. 
Yep. So. Yeah, I thought about starting a thing. It was uh, this winter, and I had in our Wisconsin women's class we have a sewing night, and we learn how to use we learn how to sew. Uh, we made headbands and and hats and and things like that, just with the by hand, mm -hmm. and it was so much fun. And then we took some projects home, and then you know life got busy, and we have a group chat that we talk with our with all of us girls and we check in did did you all complete your sewing projects <laughs> and they were posting their yes finally got it completed thing but i thought it would be really cool to have just to, like go live or create an event called so what like oh. sew and then what and just to just like an hour or two hours a month to a sit crap. down and make time for yourself yeah. whether it's sewing a fur garment you know, we're in like a Zoom meeting to help each other where everybody can see what everybody's working on. Or if you like to scrapbook or, yeah. you know, just make that That's time really cool to do idea. something fun yep. and devote that and create a, a friendship because we had so much fun. I mean, we just sewing together created, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but the women, I mean, we just laughed at each other's mistakes mm -hmm. and, you know, our sewing got, got off or we cut the wrong piece of the fur and it's you know lopsided where we got underbelly and it's like you know there's a weird crease in the fur but we we had a lot of fun and created quite a quite a connection over the sewing and i thought that would be fun to have a a so what session yeah that's that's actually a great idea yeah. actually uh, i think you donated some furs to our wisconsin um our wisconsin women's thing or you you tan yeah. the fur that was that was there. Yeah, so. or maybe just, gym, I don't know yeah. something. Yeah, yeah could have. So. Um, yeah, if I didn't, I would have. <laughs> well, you still but, can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but so. you have fur for sale though in your shop though too, right? Yep. You can. We have uh, fur for sale in in our shop. Uh, we also have it on our website. Uh, a slow, a small amount. If you don't see um, what you're looking for on there, then just call and. Um, mm -hmm. if we don't have it, I can look for it. Um, but you know, yeah. somebody that maybe wants to make a, a blanket that's looking for, you know, a bunch of raccoon that would be similar, yeah, similar absolutely. things like that. Yep. We, cool. uh, we'd be happy to help out in any of those needs for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's all, it's all about creating a market for, a um, for a product, yeah. um, before it was the other way, it was fulfilling a market. Sure. And now, um, by utilizing it, we will be, uh, you know, creating a market mm -hmm. again and, and fulfilling it. But mm -hmm. yeah, right now it's just a little tougher. But yeah. I think it'll get there. I think. Yeah, I'm starting to see. There's, there's, we've sold more garments um, in the last two years than I've probably sold in the first ten. Yeah. Um, Part of that is because we're more in the public side mm -hmm. and uh, we have a better product uh, to to present. But um, I think uh, I think some of it is people are saying, "Screw it, I'm going to wear fur, and I don't care if you don't like it or not." Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the attitude we need to have. Absolutely, a little bit, I agree. You know. Yep. Um, so that's why I see it, anyways. Mm -hmm. But. So yeah, we sell a very few, we sell some stuff, but um, we, I would rather put that stuff on the back burner and tan for 
you, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's what we do. That's the, the selling and things like that and having uh, stuff made and uh, is a, it's nice to go and sell something, but it's better if I can show you what you could have mm -hmm. if you went out and trapped and sure. um, then we get the tanning off of it and somebody else, you just created a couple jobs there uh, and somebody else went and sewed it. Um, so uh, that's why we have it. It's, mm -hmm. it's less to, to sell and more to, to show people what's, what they could do. And, and to show people what we do. I mean, to sh you know, we couldn't sit down with a pamphlet and say, hey, we were on a tannery, send to us if we didn't have anything there. Sure. So yeah. that's why we bring stuff Kinda to gotta sell. Kind of got to touch it and feel it and, yeah. and yep. see it. Because yep. not all tanneries are created equal. So um, we, I take great pride in what we do. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, everybody's going to have a different product. There's not one recipe uh, that we all know and we all do. Uh, everybody's got their own twist and tweak on it. And some people cut corners, some people go above and beyond. Um, you know, and we're just trying to do a price point that that is um, uh, competitive. And what can we do within that price point? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's kind of how I see it. So, sure. yeah. Well, million dollar question in tanning is, why does it take so long? Why does it take so long? To get your stuff when back. When it only takes a minute. <laughs> uh, well, as, um, yeah, we had to answer this question a lot today. So it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like at the beginning of the season, when everybody's out there um, catching and hunting and, and doing their thing, we're the last thing on their mind they're enjoying themselves so we actually don't get the bulk of our work in um, until about March is when it starts and we'll take in I'm gonna say eight or seven months of work between March and June okay. uh, those are gonna be our three or four big big months um, and then from the, so if you're if you were somebody that sent in uh, in February I know we had a turnaround time of, I think it was like, oh, maybe, it was less than two months. Wow. It was like seven weeks, I think, or six weeks, maybe at the, the best of the best. Um, the whole process takes three to four weeks for us. Um, we're actually looking into doing some new stuff that'll bring that down another week, mm -hmm. which would be way cool. Mm -hmm. um, but for right now, it's uh, about three, three or four weeks um, to run the fur. Um, but so when we get it in, it just, we don't just go and put it in the bath because we got somebody else's that brought it before you. Mm -hmm. So it goes into storage. And if you bring it in, say in January or February, our storage is actually at its lowest, uh, that it'll ever be for the year because we worked all summer long getting rid of this pile of fur that we got in those three or four months, you know, uh, March, April, May, and some of June. So once we get chipped away at that pile um then once uh that's when your turnaround time gets lesser but then once um you know end of february early march hits uh we start just i mean for it's lack of a snowballs yeah for lack of a better we just get dumped on yeah so you just get um just piles of stuff you might take in a week's worth of work on monday and you're like what's going to show up tomorrow <laughs> yeah. you know 
So, but we need that inventory. I yeah. mean, if you averaged it out, we probably averaged like three months, um, but we only, we received so much work within, you know, three months yeah. that by the end of the third month, you might be six or I've even been seven months out already. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not for lack of trying. It's kind of the, the way it almost needs to be unless we would steadily get uh, work in every week exactly the same, um, you know, January all the way through December. Sure. Um, and that's just not the way it is. Yep. And the majority of people are dropping off in March, April, May. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just... So if you were one of the end of May or early June, you dropped off at the peak. And yep. we're happy yep. to take it in. Yeah. Um, in fact, we want to take it in, but it's, um, yeah, it's just mm -hmm. going to take a little bit yep. longer. Yep. So I have some people ask, well, then should I just wait until your turnaround time is, <laughs> and I go, well, if we get it in line now, you know, I know it's six months, but in six months, we're still going to be two months. Mm -hmm. So now you just took eight months. Right. So I'd rather have my fur in your hands right. than, uh, you know, cause it's summertime. We had to put our dried furs even even if you wait until you get them done and it starts warming up and you think oh well they're stretched and dried they can just hang on that uh hang on the on the rack up there and we had some muskrats in the lure shop still on boards that we kind of set aside and they were nothing but dust um, they, uh, they got this year the, uh last last, last year, year bugs were, got to them bugs got to them Yes. Turned to dust. So, and that's uh, yeah. Oh, and that's terrible. Um, that's something too. Even even if it is fleshed and dried, yeah. your fur is still not safe unless it's in the freezer in my hands or you have it uh, in. Uh, we use seven dust. Uh, works really good. But yeah, you got uh, yeah. those those dermistead beetles. Um, they scare me. We go overboard on protection. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. A number of years ago, uh, it was actually the year that I went full time. I didn't even, I didn't even know about these bugs and I had a lot different storage method back then, but, um, yeah, I got bugs and I, and I got some damage and when that happened, um, cause I didn't own the fur, it wasn't my fur. And when that happened, I, I said, I don't care what it cost me. Uh, I will, this will not be an issue yep. uh, going forward so if we receive it with bugs we uh, do a 50% uh, we rush it which is a 50% surcharge um, that's not for our benefit that is for 100% for you or for yours and uh, you know anybody else's that would have been in that container mm -hmm. so um, but uh, that's how we deal with it if we ever receive bugs mm -hmm. so we knowingly will never put bugs in storage mm -hmm. not saying that um, you know, a bug couldn't have laid an egg or something, but that's why we have the seven. And, uh, we even actually now went to, um, we put some melathion in the bottom of our bins. Um, and that aroma, or it, it, uh, it travels through the fur, sure. which is, um, just an extra. We started doing that this year, not because we were having any problems, just because I, just in case. Just in yeah. case. It, it scares me. Yep. It scares me. The boys know if, and they, yeah, like if you ever empty a bin, and it's never been an issue yeah. since I've had full time right. help. But I said, if you ever empty a bin and there's bugs in there, I want to know about it. Because <laughs> yep. we're going to, yeah. Yep. 
we're gonna raise war on those yeah, things if yeah. if they ever do come <laughs> into my shop. So, but uh, yeah, flesh and dried stuff. If you're gonna store it in the freezer for yep. sure. Um, yep. Absolutely. But, well, I think we've covered quite a bit of the newbie questions. Anything else we missed as far as things Let's to see, remember, shipping, things to know? Storage. Um, no, I, um, something simple. Uh, if you do send to us, we um, we would bill you at the end, uh, and that's when we'd rather. Um, so, um, how we do it now to cut down on mailing. I don't know if you send if you buy a lot of stamps, but we buy a lot of stamps and cut down. I mean, they're like fifty-five cents mm -hmm. now. Come on. Yeah. And so, um, we when the order finishes, we give that customer a call. We don't leave them a voicemail or anything. But if they don't answer, we just invoice them. If they do answer, they have the option of paying on the phone or over the phone at that time. Sure. So we can ship out same day, and it's. And it just cuts back so much on mm -hmm. storing tanned fur because when you have to store tanned fur and raw fur oh, and sure. whatever, I mean, you need a, yeah. Yeah, it's nice to drop it off and not get the bill until it's ready to go. Yeah, yep. yep. And it keeps us motivated too because that's how we're going to pay paid. the bills. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. yep. So. so how do they find How do they find your information? How, how do, do they, they get a hold us? of you? Uh, we do have a website, sleepycreektannery.com. Um, and, uh, there's a shipping document on there and stuff and there's shipping instructions. Uh, I always tell people if there's something that's not clear or, or maybe something that we didn't cover, uh, please call us or give us a call. We're open sure. Monday through Friday, eight to five. Um, your pricing is right out there yeah, on the website. Pricing is on there. All that fun stuff. Uh, we got Facebook. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we even have Instagram. I'm not sure. Uh, I yep. know we have Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we have all that fun stuff. So. And you but, have yeah, a little, little shop if you're yep, in the... Yeah, we do have a little storefront. We actually carry your stuff, yep. which I have to pick up more today. Don't let me forget. I won't. Okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, yep, just the basics yep. um, for... Uh, we, we carry some trapping equipment, some traps, baits and lures... Um, since we're seeing trappers uh, once, if not twice a year, uh, locals, actually, I think Alan's the closest besides me to trapping equipment of, of um, any quantity. Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to carry it. Uh, somebody's there picking up or dropping off and they just need to grab something quick, whether it be a skin and knife or maybe another dozen traps mm -hmm. or something, uh, or some baits, you know, we've mm -hmm. got all that. And, uh, uh, let's see here. We do have some, we have, of course, fur hanging, hanging fur and some garments in there. So we just put that, I think this is our, we, that's been done for, I think, two years. Um, and that's not huge improvement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much, much needed for sure. All right. Well, sounds good. Thanks for making the time to sit down and yeah, talk thanks about for having me. all things and fur mm -hmm. absolutely <laughs> all right okay guys we'll catch you next week